0: Tips from Trestle is brought to you by The Belter Companies, Navigator Group Purchasing, eMenu Choice Point of Sale, and Clark Food Service and Equipment. Welcome to Tips from Trestle. This podcast is dedicated to discussing the senior living industry with a unique focus on food, hospitality, and leadership. I'm your host, Aaron Fish. As a 25-year veteran of the hospitality industry, I've focused my work on creating exceptional experiences for the customers we serve. My goal for this podcast? Educate, inform, and inspire leaders in senior living to bring food and hospitality to the front of mind in our industry. Let's bring the innovative and passionate spirit of hospitality to everything that we do for the residents, families, guests, and employees we serve each and every day. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Stay on Tips from Trestle. I'm joined by Anna Hall. Anna was a teenager when she volunteered at a nursing home in her hometown of Hanover, New Hampshire. It turned out to be her first step along a 20-year course focused on improving quality of life for older adults. Her experiences as a resident engagement professional with Connected Living and Brookdale Senior Living allowed her to focus on cultivating meaningful engagement, purpose, and quality of life for her residents. Through all this, her mission has become helping people define and activate their purpose in life and in work. In 2018, Anna began building the Purpose Equation, an evidence-based framework that guides individuals to discover their unique purpose. The Purpose Equation LLC launched in 2021. The framework she invented is the basis for programs and workshops that are designed to identify purpose, spark joy, and personal growth at any age and in every moment. Anna, thanks for being here today
1: on Tips from Trestle. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm looking forward
0: to talking on all things purpose, right? So tell me a little bit more about your background, right? You know, when we first connected, I didn't realize that you had been in senior living before. Um, you know, there are other individuals that I've worked with and interviewed on the podcast that senior living is somewhat new to them, but you've been in the business for a while.
1: Oh, I grew up in senior living. <laughs> I volunteered at a nursing home. And I met Beanie there and I ended up writing my college essay about our relationship and our experiences and what I learned about life from him, which is make the best of every moment and that relationships really matter. Uh, And then I thought that I wanted to go into international relations, maybe be a diplomat one day, but then I volunteered (laughs) at an assisted living community in my early 20s and that was it. Like any other career aspirations that I had went out the window. And I thought if I can figure out a way to work with older adults and get paid for it, then this is what I'm doing. And I've been very lucky to be able to explore the whole world of senior living from sales and marketing to resident engagement more recently to employee purpose and retention. And it's been, I'm just grateful for the time that I've spent in this industry.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of the general consensus, right? Like, yeah. Either you've been in it from the beginning, like you, or like me, you stumble across it by accident and you're like, why wasn't I doing this before? Like, why didn't anybody mm-hmm. tell us about this? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm curious, you know, with your experience, you know, kind of in that resident engagement aspect, you know, kind of working with residents day in and day out, where does purpose come into this and, and why is that so important? huh.
1: Well, the first thing I want to say is a little bit luxury, but <laughs> we all have purpose. Like I know everybody is born with it, and it's, in my world, defined as what brings us a sense of meaning and joy in everyday life, and so I was taught about what meaning and joy in everyday life looks like mm-hmm. by older adults in their 80s and 90s older adults who were, you know, running circles around me intellectually, cognitively, physically when they were in their 80s and 90s, and also those who were living with Alzheimer's and dementia or who had physical changes. And I found that no matter what, you know, this drive or this motivation to be in life still exists through all of those challenges. So I was inspired and motivated and I saw that it was possible but I wanted to figure out, like, what are the ingredients of purpose? If we all have it, yeah. that's powerful. But how do you define something so vague as meaning? And what does that actually look like? That's what my obsession became, especially in the last few years.
0: Yeah. I mean, because I think about, like, how do I define my purpose? Or how do I, what's the meaning of life? Or, or the. Those don't seem like, you know, 30-minute brainstorming session type questions. You know, <laughs> no, that's a, you got to dig deeper. And so um, I, I'm intrigued to learn more about the the purpose equation. What is it? How did this come about? Um, kind of walk us through how you, you've put that together to help define purpose better for people or help them define it for themselves.
1: Yeah, so I... I... Like I am an innovator. So even through my career in senior living, I've worked for Connected Living, which was an engagement platform. We started in 2007, back when nobody thought older (laughs) adults would ever get online. And we were like, I think that we need to think a little bit differently about this. You know, so I had the experience of working with multiple different partners of Connected Living in the senior living space, different levels of care, and really figuring out with them how do you introduce technology to older adults and and of course they're the number one key is it's got to be relevant to their daily life yeah. so that relevance to daily life was intriguing to me and that led me to then work at brookdale senior living where i worked in the ccrc division and i learned all about skilled nursing and healthcare. And I saw you know, such a mix of people in these healthcare centers, young people coming in for you know, orthopedic recovery and older people who were gonna spend their last days there in long-term care. And still, I saw these amazing humans with incredible stories. And I was starting to see the nuances of one person was, had, a, had a great sense of humor, another person was a great listener. Another person was always helping everyone with whatever they needed. And so I started to want to explore, okay, if, if we are going to go with this theory that everyone has purpose, and I think the meaning of life is to give and get meaning in life, then I want to figure out what is it that makes each person's purpose unique. And the way that I do that with the purpose equation is to explore it from different evidence-based perspectives. So joy fuel, we always start with joy because Mm -hmm. I believe that joy is what fuels our life force and our resilience and our ability to keep rising and keep going and keep facing challenges when it gets tough. So we start with joy and then we do an exploration in a narrowing of essential values, top strengths from positive psychology and personality traits from the big five. So that's what I call the purpose stack. It's the evidence-informed words that can be used as tools to activate purpose in daily life. And then the other part of the equation is meaning. So what are these patterns or purpose systems that are in alignment with values and strengths and personality that are evident in a person's life across their lifespan, across all realms of their life. And that's really what the equation is a roadmap for living in alignment with purpose.
0: Yeah, that's intriguing because, you know, when you hear people say, well, what's your purpose or how would you define your purpose? It feels very like arbitrary. Like there's it's hard to put like, I I call them guardrails around like the idea or the process, but it sounds like you that's what you've done here is you've not just said that we're going to sit down and have some conversations and talk it through but you really have defined a process to work through to kind of start answering some of these questions and get to kind of the the most important building blocks of it to be able to say here's why this is here's how this all fits together it, it, is that is that a correct assumption on my part
1: Oh, so well said, (laughs) Erin. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, the general definition of purpose or the way that people share their purpose is helping others. And I believe that it actually starts inside with a sense of meaning and fulfillment inside for ourselves that gives us the motivation and the desire and the excitement to share that and help others and then our purpose is also well so aaron how do you uniquely help others how do you build and maintain relationships how do you find joy and share joy with others like all of those are what make your ability to give and get purpose unique and when you know that it makes life very exciting because you know that in any given situation you can light up that person's day while you light up your own.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I just the, the thought of doing all of that that work to get to that spot um, sounds a rewarding, but b like help the the helping aspect. You know, there's a lot of crossover when I think about hospitality, right? Because mm-hmm. um, hospitality is about service and trying to create an experience that, that meets a, a, a resident or a customer's needs and desires. And so um, since this is a food and hospitality podcast, I'm, I guess my next question for you would be, how would you see like purpose and hospitality intersecting and in, in coming together?
1: So I love how you explain hospitality. It's about delivering service, maintaining a standard and meeting expectations. And so if we layer purpose onto that, it's how do we potentially meet or exceed expectations with a combination of service of, I would say, how the service is delivered.
0: Today, I want to tell you about one of Trestle's senior living partners, Belter. Belter is a food service design, equipment, and supply company that has been providing expert guidance to the food and beverage industry for nearly a century. A strategic partner to the most successful food service operations in the country, Felter provides support in kitchen and bar design, equipment procurement and install, and supplies. Their team of senior living food service experts have experience across the continuum of care. From independent living to skilled nursing and CCRCs, Felter specializes in right-sizing new facilities, modernizing remodels, and providing the right food service equipment and supplies. At Belter, they're committed to creating memorable experiences for their customers and their guests. With their top-notch team and a global network of quality supplier partners, their customer-focused approach is built on a foundation of collaboration and decades of industry experience. So thank you for considering Belter for all of your food service needs.
1: So if that, you know, beautiful chocolate cake is delivered by somebody who doesn't seem to care about you or doesn't know your name or doesn't take an interest in you. That's a different experience than if your if the wait staff knows a resident's name and serves it with a smile and, you know, remembers that that resident was excited about a specific activity yesterday and they ask what, how it's going or how did it go? Yeah,
0: no, definitely. Is there, I'm curious. I think about, Having worked with hospitality professionals and some people just seem innately, I guess, wired or they're drawn to it and others wind up doing it and doing it for a while and they're not. Um, Does your process kind of, would it help those individuals kind of better understand how they fell into what they're doing and maybe how to redirect themselves or how to improve what they're doing? I guess I'm curious as to, to how someone can take, once they've defined it, how can you turn this into actionable items?
1: Yeah, yeah. Good question. <laughs> to take the vagueness out of it. Right. Well, well. so let me kind of answer your question. <laughs> I think that dining services in senior living, We okay, I know that they have probably one of the largest budgets food is expensive. And then the staffing is expensive. I think it's also one of the greatest opportunities to deliver hospitality with purpose. I Uh, mean, people look forward to activities and social events, but they not only look forward to food, it's a necessity. And so we have these distinct, uh, reliable opportunities to help people connect with each other. And I think that one of the greatest opportunities for senior living would be to cultivate purpose within the dining staff and within dining services, because there is so much uh, opportunity for connection and contact with residents. And so I think that even one of the biggest challenges of senior living right now with retention is If we could help wait staff, even if they're transient, even if they're part time or temporary to get a glimpse into the magic of senior living, it's an opportunity for them to see a career path. It might be in dining services it might be beyond that. So then the question is, how would the purpose equation help them? Well, so let me, can we just experiment by me asking you some questions? Sure. Yeah, let's let's do that. Okay. So what is it that brought you into hospitality?
0: So for me, it was, um, it was kind of a, I stumbled across it, right? I was in college and I was actually studying computer science. I was going to be a computer programmer, developer, (laughs) um, but then obviously like most college students, I needed, uh, I needed an income, right? I needed to supplement my scholarships and student loans. So I got a job working at a hotel and just was doing the work and found that I enjoyed that almost more than the time I spent in the classroom and studying. And Mm -hmm. so I wound up changing my major to hospitality management and um, I loved it. And I mean, mean, I've been doing it ever since. And so it was going in and and doing the doing and, and being a part of that that team, uh, being able to execute something, being able to put it together, that really kind of draw me towards the the hospitality industry.
1: Okay. So I just heard three things that sound very purposeful in your experience there. Okay. One is you said you were drawn to change your major and switch your whole career trajectory after that experience because you love to be part of a team. Okay. You like interacting with other people. And then you said, I like executing. I like taking an idea or making a plan and then doing, making it happen. And I also heard within that execution piece that there's some creativity in there. And create so many people think that they're not creative. And we are. There's so many different ways to be creative. So how are you, how do you like make new connections or think of new plans or new ways to execute things within your world? Where do you see your creativity coming out?
0: Oh, man. Well, it's kind of a, I have this approach that is, it's almost, well, it's a little bit of ADHD. I don't think I have ADHD, but it's kind of that, like, I have this idea and then I write it down and then I just start playing with it and toying and around with it and massaging it and like, how do I make this better? How do I improve this? Um, I think about some of the roles I've had in the past where, what, okay, now we got a problem. What's the best way to solve this, right? And you kind of write down the idea and then you fix it, but then you realize, oh, well, I only fixed it like 75% of the way. So how do I turn that into 80 and then 85 and then 90% right or the best way? And so um, and I love the idea of thinking outside the box and bringing in ideas that aren't normal or you know part of what the 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 normal routine of um the industry might be right like I'm always looking outside of senior living for how we can improve hospitality in senior living um so I think there's a if that makes sense that's kind of how I would approach it how I would answer that question
1: yeah so for you in terms of what gives you meaning and joy and what motivates you and what would you do in life, even if a paycheck wasn't involved? It's it's process improvement, which is operational. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of an innovative thinking outside of the box, you know, continuous tweaking and trying new things. And with that also comes, I think, a willingness to fail and make mistakes and know, have a knowing inside of yourself that you can recover from that and figure it out. Yeah. I will so say You would be very bored in a job where it was the same all the time. Some people need that and they crave that comfort mm-hmm. of the routine and knowing what's coming next. So you'd want to know that about your younger self, right. right? And then if you're someone who needs novelty and injections of newness and learning and experimentation, then you want to know that. And that can help People get excited about their career and the possibilities in senior living because all of that is available.
0: Navigator is the largest full-service GPO that exclusively focuses on the senior living community. And what that means is we provide products and services that help our members provide a great environment for their residents, such as like MRO, hospitality equipment, food business products, as well as technology solutions. We actually surround our members with a level of support unmatched in the industry. Yeah, no, that's, wow, that's really insightful because I I sit here and I think to myself that I have always been more successful in the creation and development and building of the programs I've been involved with, as opposed to the day-to-day making sure that the gears are turning and the levers are are adjusted mm-hmm. um you know i'm good at that but i'm great at the other and so um it's, it's a little uh unnerving uh, but that you could have so much insight just by asking a few questions so
1: i have a little bit of practice with this yeah <laughs> obviously See, then in terms of a team because a team is so important to you you would want to have someone on the team who loves operations and process and you know making sure that everybody is in step and reliable and that standards are met and for them if you said change the process they'd be like that's my worst nightmare i want to keep this going (laughs) like we've we've perfected it so you need all those brains and all those perspectives and all of these different purposes mixed together to create a hospitality experience that i think is above and beyond And the opportunity in senior living is that we are people business. Yes, it's real estate. Yes, it's healthcare. At the core is people. And so we have all wait staff, residents, managers, prospects, all of these humans interacting together. And the more they can learn about and celebrate their own purpose and that of others in small ways throughout the day, like noticing a strength or noticing that you like creative, or if I have a problem and I want it solved, I'm going to go to you and it won't be a problem for you. You're going to be excited. You're going to be like, Ooh, let's try to figure that out.
0: Yeah. No. One of the things that this made me think about is, you know, as an industry right now, there's a lot of pain and struggle around how do we recruit the right people? How do we retain them? How do we get them to stay in the industry? Right? Like we've got uh, I, I remember reading somewhere that by like 2030, we're going to have 1.4 million openings in growth, right? We're going to need 1.4 million more people than we currently already need for the industry. And so when you think about that process of retention and, and recruitment, how does the purpose equation fall into that? How can somebody use that to, to help their teams stay on board and feel uh, like they're making progress uh, and want to be a part of what you're building long term?
1: So, first of all, it just seems like in the dynamics of d- dining services, a lot of the wait staff are high school or maybe more college students or people at the beginning of their career. Through the purpose equation, I've been running intergenerational cafes in partnership with Life Planning Network and Temple University. Mm-hmm. So automatically I see this as a transgenerational opportunity for engagement. Okay. Are we so okay? So there's that. Now let me think about the 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 journey of a new hire in dining services. And I'm guessing you know more than I do. So I'll stay <laughs> high level. But when we're interviewing, are we listening for a certain qualities of purpose in a person I would think that you need someone who really enjoys people they might be shy they might be introverted that's okay but there's there's got to be a feeling of enjoying and being curious about people right uh there there's got to be a certain level of I think wanting to follow rules because there's certain protocols, like serve from, I'm not going to say it. If I, if I guess, I'll guess wrong. Serve from the left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> serve from the left, clear from the right. Okay. So things like that. So you yeah. want someone who's not a total rebel, right? They've got to right. be able to be willing to follow, follow rules. And then I would find out what brings this person joy in their life? What lights them up? You know, is, is it learning and curiosity? Maybe we could ha- create a mentorship program. Where our younger wait staff could be matched with a group of residents who have certain life experiences or career experiences, and help bring value and create relationships that way. Um, maybe we have uh, a group of wait staff who who actually want to become nurses one day, and that we could create a program where they could spend a little bit of time uh, with resident services or the nursing department, like. Help them to see and experience the possibilities of this amazing industry. Yeah. That's what right. I would do. And then I would, you know, continue to find out how they like to help people, what brings them meaning and joy, and figure out ways to recognize them in that way. Right. Yeah. So if you have a weight, a weight a, a, a stuff. Uh, and and you have a young man who is a voracious reader, then maybe it's not giving him the standard gift card when he goes above and beyond. Maybe it's a gift certificate to the local bookstore or Amazon these days. Yeah. <laughs> but personalized recognition goes a really long way in engagement and helping employees feel connected to the overall mission. Mm -hmm. but also in retention and that they can see beyond today.
0: Yeah, I feel like it can also, you can get into, because I talk a lot about like building career paths
1: Mm -hmm. for
0: people who are in the industry. Like like you said, maybe you've got a a server who's a college student, but they're actually wanting to be a nurse, right? Do you want to lose them to a hospital system or do you want to figure out how to keep them in your organization, right? Um, And I feel like if you take this, uh, approach of defining their, helping them define a purpose and understand their meaning that you can then use that to help direct and guide a career path or get them going in the right direction um, for what they want longer term. Your yeah.
1: And I know I'm biased, but <laughs> I think that helping someone define their purpose, like put the guardrails around it and have the words to describe it and to understand it internally too, is the greatest gift that we can give. To a human and so you know i learned about purpose from older adults but but part of my mission now is to help people discover their purpose at a younger age so that they can live a full life with meaning and joy and not just think oh well i'll do that when i retire yeah as we kind of come
0: That's to the regret end comes here.
1: from yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You> definitely <laughs> want to avoid the regret um as we kind of wrap up here, I guess I'm, I'm curious, when you you're when you speak to like operators in senior living about what they're doing in, in this world, in this realm, and you're trying to get them to understand the value of purpose, what would you, if you had to kind of sum it up, how would you sum it up for operators and those listening to say, hey, this is something that you really need to be looking at and consider and make a part of your your ongoing processes?
1: Yeah. Well, I'd say if you care about productivity, retention, and engagement, and especially in our healthcare senior living world, helping employees build and maintain their resilience, then you have got to care about purpose. If I go to work and I feel connected to the mission and I know how I personally, as a human, not as a worker, as a human, can make a difference and contribute to that mission. When I show up, I'm gonna show up caring, I'm gonna show up engaged, and I'm going to be more resilient through the ups and downs. So it's really about taking care of the humans who work for us. There's, You can go to my website. <laughs> I've posted tons of articles from Gallup, Sloan, MIT, You know, all of these, there's so much research about the power of purpose, because we have to remember that our employees are not cogs in a wheel. They are people with families and challenges and talents and gifts. And the more we can help them show up authentically as themselves and feel personally connected to their work, and we can do that through purpose. You could take the most mundane task, like serving from the left, if you bring the person's purposes and they serve with a smile or they make a joke <laughs> or they build a connection or they remember what someone said when they're serving that plate, it it that's a small example of how it makes all the difference. Not only for that employee who feels seen and heard as an individual, but in the way then that they deliver that service and that hospitality. Like you, you can't fake that it's something that comes from inside and i think it's worth employers really focusing on that because it's a magical gift we all have that has business outcomes like retention and engagement that our workforce and our companies really need right now yeah
0: no i can't can't agree more with everything you just said so um well anna this has been a great conversation Uh, I'm so glad you were able to take the time to join us today on Tips from Trestle.
1: Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. And I love seeing the success of Trestle Hospitality and all the innovation that you are bringing to the space.
0: All right. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Another one in the books. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please follow, like, and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Trestle. You can also learn more about the work I do by following me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And be sure to check out Trestle Hospitality Concepts at www.trestlehospitalityconcepts.com. I'm your host, Aaron Fish, and this has been another episode of tips from trestle.